You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 181, side A. Rob! Rob! Why? Who the fuck's that guy? I don't fucking know, but he's reading it like there's a period in between each word. is the Give Me Five podcast, <laughs> a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. This is a side A episode, which means we will talk about pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, and whatever else caught our eye this week. My name is Robin Hook, and I am joined by Ransack the Elder and Elkhorn the Downtrodden. Well, I... All right, we're just <laughs> we're just rolling right over it. All right, no, so, that's let's okay. Jam it yeah. out. Let's do yeah, it. You're good. Let's so, let's just steamroll <laughs> through it. I am Ransack the Elder, and my friend Elkhorn the Downtrodden is so downtrodden because you didn't allow him to say hello when you said his name. I'm Elkhorn. There we and go. And I'm downtrodden. I kind of sound like Eeyore. I think you do. You do. That was Eeyore esque. That's okay. Feel free to tweet at us as to what those names are actually from. I want to see if anyone knows that reference. Well, what are we talking about this week? A couple of very interesting things. Mystic, uh, the Mythic Quest special episode and Stowaway. Nice. Man, Rob just pounded out Stowaway right before this episode. (laughs) Yeah. This is a, a very weird week for stuff because, well, you guys were busy, like, the whole week. And yeah. I started I started watching something thinking I would want to talk about it, and it just didn't – it didn't connect with me to the point of where I would want to talk about it. And that was the and Serpent. what was that, Greg? That Serpent series on Netflix. It was a true crime thing, and it's it's very well made. I just – I heard that it started kind of slow and builds up and I'm still at the point where it's starting slow. And I know that bad things are going to happen to people that I like in it. So mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to keep pushing. So, but I did get a chance to see the mythic quest special episode, which surprised me and it was good. So we're going to talk about that anyway. While I talk about this stuff, I might spoil some things. And uh, I'll Rob probably spoil some shit about Stowaway because I got things to say. Uh, Rob's angry, so Omar, yeah. you're not, you're, not, we're not going to get a chance to talk. He's just going to rant for okay. forty five minutes and stuff. I'm just going to put it on mute and take it. But out. anyway, it works. So there's a um, high po- probability there will be some spoilers. If you will be angry about spoilers, then go away. <laughs> but but don't go away forever. Suck it up, Nancy. Go away and then come back. Because we like when you come back. Yeah, Omar. And <laughs> so, who came back? See? And uh, anyway, if we were talking about something that you haven't seen or listened to or watched or whatever yet, then, you know, use your own discretion. That's all. Have either of you guys seen the Shang-Chi trailer? We're going to talk about some news here. I have no. not, but I I hear it's coming out 
before too long, isn't it? Well, the trailer's out now. The movie is coming out in September. Okay. Okay. So, I uh, I know a little bit about the character. You know, being a comic nerd, every so I often. I know jack shit about the character. So, I, I was like, I, when I heard about the movie, I'm like, huh, okay. It's another superhero movie. I have so, to be honest, I defer well, here's to you the, guys for the comic book stuff. Because I like it. It's interesting, but I I just don't know anything about it. And I will defer to you for uh, Romanian history. <laughs> Which I mostly make up, so that's why. And how to pronounce Ceausescu. <laughs> that was very good. That was very, very good. That was that was literally almost perfect. And the unwritten rules of the hitman. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, well, yeah. I can't write them down, but yeah. Shh. Rule number one is don't talk about it. <laughs> Exactly. So anyway, uh, Shang-Chi. So back in the 70s, I believe, Marvel had rights to things that they don't have rights to now. Uh, one of those things was uh, Fu Manchu. And there was a character named Shang-Chi who was supposed to be Fu Manchu's son. And this is the Fu Manchu from the, the novels. What I don't even know who wrote the novels. Was it Burroughs, maybe? Um, someone will have to look that up. Okay. Anyway, um, he was a character who was a master of fighting and, you know, very similar to like, you know, Liu Kang and stuff like that, where you have fire burning around their hands and all that kind of stuff. Uh, eventually, they kind of modernized and brought that character into modern days. They lost the rights to that. So they gave him uh, a different father in the comics, I believe. But long story short, he's a. Uh, martial arts character um, and all of the mythology and things that go along with that, who occasionally joins up with the Avengers or something like that. It being Marvel universe. Uh, Didn't really have a major connection with the character personally. Uh, Not for any reason other than the fact that he never really showed up in X-Men. That was kind of my jam Mm -hmm. when they started kind of pushing him out. What kind of power base are we talking about? Or what what kind of like skill is it just like martial arts or is he like ethereal or like spiritual or is he along the same lines of like a Doctor Strange? Like a chi kind of thing. Energies? Okay, so it's a chi. I think it's like a yeah, like, you know he's uh let's see. He's more of a street level really hero. St- yeah, pretty much. Uh trying to see if he has any superpowers here. Let's see. This is awesome radio me googling Shang-Chi's powers. Powers. Uh Shang-Chi. That's a great name by the way. That's a really cool. Name. I mean really good really good fighting that kind of stuff. Um uh power like he can break stuff with his fist and he can uh, there's a good one. I don't know. <laughs> he breaks boards with his hands. He can break cinder blocks. He's... He can break pencils. <laughs> really good at needlepoint, apparently. I don't know. I Yeah. Oh. He breaks shit. All right. He just does cool shit with his hands. And maybe there's like a fire dragon here and there. We'll just say that. So do I. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Uh, yes. Didn't have a big connection with this character, obviously. I saw the trailer and it looks really good. Um, it's got 
it's let's see direct the director of this movie the shang chi movie it's it is a marvel movie so it's part of uh, phase four uh destin daniel cretton who did uh, just mercy which is a good movie and short term 12 which i don't know um simu liu uh, is the lead he plays shang chi and tony Leung, tony leung who was the bad guy in hard boiled which i fucking love and he's a big time uh hong kong slash chinese actor and aquafina is going to be in it as well and they've actually are introducing the real Mandarin. So were you were you pissed off at Iron Man three? Like I know a lot of people were. I didn't even know who the Mandarin was, so no, I I didn't care. Okay. I know that a lot of people were worked up over it, but I'm like, eh, I don't even know who it is. So I I don't have a I don't have a dog in the fight, so to speak. The, I I didn't know about Mandarin either. Like I didn't. I like the Iron Man movies, obviously. The only thing that pissed I know me about the oranges. The what? The orange. <laughs> the, the thing that pissed me off? Yeah, he's fighting a can of oranges. <laughs> the thing that really made me mad about Iron Man 3 was that somebody that I know out, you know, somebody that I actually know told me the spoiler about the Mandarin before I saw the movie. Huh. That was... And you're like, mother... I was like, stop talking. Stop telling me. And he just kept talking. And I was like... And then he told me. And I was like, okay. So here, here's the deal. Marvel has... a. Uh, the Mandarin has these rings, like rings on his finger, and he can control different things and become invisible and start fire. And there's a bunch; each one has a different power. They're supposed like to be given to him by aliens, uh, kinda. And they've teased these rings. Well, for somebody who's not in, like, well, yeah, for me, like, what I'm saying is, somebody who's not like steeped in this knowledge of this stuff, it's interesting that you say that the Mandarin can do that because all I know is from iron man three and now i can see why they would be mad <laughs> why people would be mad about yeah. that knowing the background yeah and he's got like they've teased the 10 rings where if you actually looked at iron man three every time what's his face did his little like angry things they had 10 circles behind him and if you go to the, if you look at the first Iron oh. Man when he's in the cave, you see the ten circles. They've been teasing the ten rings since two thousand eight. Oh. Um, if you look at, if you look at a the sequence in Ant Man, where uh, he's where the bad guy's trying to sell the suit, um, in that room, there's all those like business dudes. One of them, if you there's a tattoo on his neck of the ten rings. So they've been teasing this forever, which is cool. In two thousand eight, that's been a while. Um. But they couldn't use the original Mandarin because the Mandarin is actually 100% based on a uh, early 1900s stereotype of the evil uh, Eastern, you know, menace. You know, the the little Fu Manchu ma uh, mustache, the the crazy hat and robes and all that stuff. It just was. Um, and whether we like it or not. Disney depends on funding and these movies for from all over the world. Now that's how we are able to get these big budgets because they open up to a billion people in China. So they changed it. I don't know what they're going to do with this because, you know, there is controversy for Disney making some of these changes because China is doing some unsavory things at the moment. <laughs> um, and you wonder like, and it's not it's not an overtly racist character if you make some slight changes to appearance. 
It's just like, are they not allowing there to be a an evil Chinese character at all? And that I believe to be would be a problem. So, but seeing the trailer, it looks really good. So I'm in. That was a very long conversation about that. Uh, the only other little bit of news, since I think I'm on news this week because you guys were busy. Knives Out 2 and 3 is coming. It is going to be on Netflix. The streamer closed a deal for the movies with uh, Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed the Knives Out 1, which I think you made one of your best movies of the year a couple years ago, right? It, it was a damn good movie. I very much enjoyed it, yeah. Uh, so Ryan Johnson is going to uh, write and direct it. Daniel Craig is going to be involved as well. Not much is known about the sequel because it probably has not been written yet, but uh, Craig's character, Detective Blanc. Yeah, I mean, I could see it going for like almost like a um, uh, Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys kind of thing where, you know, it's just like a uh, a uh, episodic uh, where each movie is a different is a different mystery or whatever. I mean, if if they continue to write as creatively as they did for the first one, and they come up with new stories and everything, I, this this could be a series that I would just continue to watch. I mean, there there's a bunch of untapped potential there. I mean, he he could even be a character like James Bond, where he gets replaced every now and then. Interesting. Yeah. Well, the, he's that's what Ryan Johnson said. He's, he's going to bring back that character, and they're going to do different mysteries, of course, um, based more less on Nancy Drew, but more on Agatha Christie. Uh, which I think is well, interesting. Well, I was just using it that seems... as an example because that was a, a, a serial that was going on when we were yeah. kids. Yeah. And I think that it's also the type of story that a lot of big name actors would want to kind of go and have fun with. It's like, if you look at the cast of the first one, it's like, holy crap, it's a million names and all of them are good. And I could see a lot of other people being like, yeah, I want to have fun in this world for a little while. So I'm excited about and... that. <clears throat> If that takes off and they find that there's really a market for that kind of thing, they might be willing to experiment a little bit more and give us the detective that I really want to see on the big screen. What is that? What do you mean by that? That's interesting. What, uh, what, because, detective is what do you that? mean by that? Because I've not seen Knives Out, if, but I, I, it's on my list. If this, if this series takes off and the detective thing is pretty popular, it wouldn't be too far of a stretch to add a little bit of supernatural into it and give us Dresden on the big screen. Wow. Ah, that detective. Yeah, man. That would be awesome. That's, and that's a really, I did not okay. expect you to go that way. So like, I've not seen knives out. Um, I'm a huge fan of like, like I'm just looking here. Obviously, um, Daniel Craig's awesome. Um, uh, Tony Collette, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, like there's a lot of great names on here. But you think a supernatural element would work with this, with the way that it's done? Well, no, he's just hoping the popularity well, no, 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 not of, with... of detective stories. Right. If if detective stories take off okay. and they become popular and they become a hit, they might be willing to experiment with it a little bit more and and lean a little bit maybe towards oh, Dresden. Oh, I understand. Which would okay. be awesome. I thought you meant this specific. I thought you meant Knives Out specifically. Oh, you were talking about No, no, about no. no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, Dresden Files is cool. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is sort of a bad example, but just like, you know, Lord of the Rings did great, and all of a sudden they gave us Clash right, of the right, Titans right. and Hercules. I, and I, mis I misunderstood. A bunch of shitty remakes. So. Okay. Very cool. 
<sighs> well, speaking of weird stuff that is unexplainable and probably needs a detective to figure out, we are in a state oh, Jesus. with mosquitoes the size of sparrows. And Omar, WTF, Greg, you get to do your first. Yeah. Welcome to Florida. Omar, you get to do your very first ever Florida story. Okay, guys, I'm going to throw a couple of random things at you. Uh -oh. And I know that you've heard of them, but they're going to sound like they don't belong, but they do. I like random. This is our Florida story for this. Oh, that's why it's random. Okay. Ready? Okay. We're good. Exactly. Ready? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm a big fan of IHOP. Yes. I'm a big fan. Of I do like IHOP as well. Amazing. I'm a big fan of the movie Wedding Crashers. It's a funny movie. It's a great movie. And I'm a. It is. <laughs> exactly. I'm already quoted. And I'm a really big fan of amazing, gigantic mansions. I thought he was going to go with penises. I, I, I thought I, he was going to go with amazing, gigantic penises. <laughs> I thought he was going to say amazing. <laughs> all of those things. Yes, all of those things. Okay, here's how I'm going to fuse all of those into one thing. Because in Florida, they are all related. So this couple, uh, <clears throat> this couple is getting married. Okay, this is a true story because we live in Florida and life is hell. So this couple decides that they're going to have a wedding. They're going to get married and it's going to be this beautiful thing. Well, they find this gorgeous house in Southwest Ranches, $5.7 million, unbelievable thing. If you live in Florida, you've probably heard of Southwest Ranches. Is it in the Southwest? Um, huh? Is it in the Southwest? I, I It better be. <laughs> Northeast, better be. oddly enough. It's weird. It's, it, it, weirdly, it's an That would be a Florida thing to do. <laughs> really would. Exactly. <laughs> So they decide they're going to send invitations to everybody, caterers, the whole wedding shebang at this house. Now, they believe that this house is uh, it's empty. It's basically like nobody lives there. I don't understand how you can do that because the house is owned by the heir to the IHOP fortune. Only in Florida – can someone try to swindle you into coming to their wedding at their home that they don't own that's actually they believe to be an unowned vacant home that's owned by the fucking guy who's going <laughs> to inherit all the money that you've spent buying pancakes. So this uh, – I did the math here. A Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity breakfast <laughs> is $6.99. <laughs> Okay, and this mansion is five point yep, seven million dollars. That That's eight, a lot of breakfast. That is eight hundred and fifteen thousand four hundred and fifty Rudy Tutti Fresh and Fruity breakfasts. If you are, if of course they oh. are making the exact amount of money from the six dollar and ninety nine cent Rudy Tutti Fresh and Fruity breakfast. Okay, true story. That makes me I curious as to how many me. they sell and they're daily. <laughs> I don't even know if they sell it anymore. <laughs> it? Like across the country. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I ate at least half of that. <laughs> so that guy owes me a thank you letter. You've eaten 407,000, <laughs> uh, I can't do math, 225 yeah, uh, Rudy Shooty Fresh <laughs> for breakfast. Yeah, you were with me for half of it. <laughs> That's true. So not that is true. <laughs> All of them okay. were eating at 2 in the morning. You were there for no, somewhere around 225,000 of them. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that is like such a typical story because, oh, how does this story come out, you ask? You didn't. Oh, how did the story come I out? Sorry. Now but I did. The day of the wedding, who shows up? The day of the wedding, who shows up? The owner of the Waffle House, ironically. <laughs> I hope not because they're in the wrong place. <laughs> okay, so the day of the wedding, you know, the most important day of your life or one of them anyway. They're having the wedding at this place that's not theirs. They've built the place as their home. You've got guests showing up, caterers, food, music. Oh, and the owner of the house. <laughs> How the fuck did they get in? I, I mean, does he just leave his house unlocked? I haven't. That's a great question. There's so many unanswered questions to this story, but it's Florida. You know what I mean? So, like, that makes sense. I don't know how they got in. I, who knows? That's probably something you'd have to investigate. I don't know. So the the owner shows up and sees all this hustle and bustle and dials 911. And long story short, that's how we know about it. Okay. But this is a typical Florida story because it's so bizarre. And there's so many weird things. And, of course, there's some nationally known thing involved with it you know fucking ihop like who would have thought of that like if you would have said denny's it wouldn't have been like how weird is that right but anyway nobody would have given a shit if it was denny's (laughs) (laughs) right but like it's just such a weird florida story that like if you put that in a movie i wouldn't i would have said okay that's ridiculous that's a ridiculous story that would never happen that's what that's what attracted me to the story this week is is the the fucking weird randomness of it. But did the owner bring a nice gift? That's what I know. <laughs> you know, if he was a polite like a guest, then he would have. Yeah, like okay, get the fuck out of my house. But here's that cheese tray you wanted. <laughs> so I'm guessing he did not allow them to have the wedding. Had no idea that it was even happening. Well, so we're talking about after he got there. Did he like get the hell out of my house? He had, I think he, he would have been, been like, out, right? he, well, yeah, he dialed nine one one, and uh, the wedding went obviously and never like went through on that day. Like it, it was like a whole thing. <laughs> okay, right? Like nice. Like nice. the guy immediately calls nine one one because what the fuck is going on in my home? Why are all these people here? Right. Well, but but it could have been one of those things where he said, "All right, well, you know what? That was." That was really brazen. You can go ahead and use my home for right now. You know, once he figured out what was going on, he could have let him stay. But it's it's actually kind of more funny that he if he threw him the fuck out. Here's what I as they left, he gave them all coupons. Coupon. Here's here's a here's a free uh, turkey sausage link (laughs) with a purchase of a meal and a drink. Exactly. I got to be honest with you. He was nicer about it than I would have been. Because if I show up <laughs> to my $5.7 million home that I don't have, and there's a bunch of people there about to have a wedding. Omar would have released the hounds and busted out the rubber hoses. Exactly. <laughs> I would have gone full Romanian. Because that <laughs> – first of all, how dare you not invite me? Second of all <laughs> – second Never of all, go full Romanian. That's my fucking house. Like what are you doing? Like how? why do you even think this is acceptable? Like how? how is that possible? And third of all, why did you think you would get away? If I know you, why do you think – and you're inviting me. You're trying to pass this house off as your own. I know that you work for the mail company or whatever. 
I'm, I'm making that up. Omar Omar shows up to the house, walks out to a shed, and he's like, "Well, I guess I don't need to sign up for that human hunt later this year." <laughs> There's plenty. Game the ultimate day. Game on. Game on, baby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk about some other stuff here. Uh, speaking of Florida, uh, if you live in Port St. Lucie, or even if you live near Port St. Lucie. What's something fun they can do in Port St. Lucie? Okay, before you, they can go to Port St. Lucie Summerfest. Oh, sorry. I'm dying I already did. to go to a festival this summer. Oh, well. It Look is no Port farther. St. <laughs> yeah. The Port St. Lucie Summerfest. And guess what? You can use a code that's... Oh, that's interesting. This code is Give Me 5. That's Holy G-I- shit. What a coincidence. Yeah. Where are Give Me 5? G-I-V-E-M-E-F-I-V-E to get $10 off your Porn St. Lucie Summerfest ticket. Did you say Porn St. Lucie? I did say Porn St. Lucie. I was hoping you didn't notice that. <laughs> oh, we noticed. You can't slip porn by me. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, God, I wish it was Porn so, St. Lucie. <laughs> uh, this is a wonderful recording. Uh, so check out... This little bit of information from our sponsor. Port St. Lucie Summerfest is happening June 26th at the Mid-Florida Event Center. This is your all-access pass to sample over 100 styles of beer, wine, and spirits from around the world. Enjoy delicious food, live music, shopping from local vendors, and all of your alcohol samples from 6 to 10 p.m. And right now you can save $10 per ticket when you use code GIVEME5 at checkout. Head to floridasummerfest.com for tickets, more information, and directions to the venue. We can't wait to see you there, and don't forget your code GIVEME5 for $10 off per ticket. Port St. Lucie Summerfest. And if you guys want to get tickets, uh, you can do it at floridasummerfest.com. You can do it in Port St. Lucie. Yes. Also, we have a Patreon. You can become a patron for just $5. And you get invited to our Discord chat, which is dirty and weird. This, just this week, what have we ta- we've talked about penguin sex. No, uh, no, we just talked about penguins. In fairness, it was only implied. <laughs> so implied penguin sex. Uh, Bill Cosby... Uh, I don't know. Every time I every time I that, wake up, dude, that was all me. <laughs> <laughs> that was all yeah, me, man. True. I know there's other shit that happened. Yeah, in there. but it's not that. Good. I need to set up a I need to set up a separate chat room for Rob that has like bots that just make him think like he's talking to real people. <laughs> I cannot be trusted with the public. No. They love you though, Rob. You'll be like, yeah, remember that thing I said in the chat room? We're like, yeah, of course we remember. Sure. Those weren't yeah. a room full of robots. <laughs> they just agree with everything I say. Uh, anyway. Yeah. LOL at everything I say. I'm <laughs> fucking I'm- hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys get an early access to the movie we're going to be uh, watching. So you can watch it first and then know what the hell we're talking about. If we actually know what we're talking about. Uh, we also... Uh, Get a chance to uh, you get a chance to see our top five list and know what it is, so that you can respond to it. A uh, quick question. So that's uh, yes. Do we do anything special if it's your birthday? We do. Huh. If Funny it you is, should ask, Omar. Omar. 
Oh, speaking of, happy birthday, Rob. Uh-huh. Thank there you, sir. Yeah. Happy birthday. Uh, we do a special list for our patrons' birthdays. Uh, it is a list uh, that is embarrassing and wholly untrue, usually. <laughs> um, yeah, usually. It'll be, we yeah. accept no responsibility if we out you, though. <laughs> yeah, if we're like, you know, so-and-so... This was a contract killer. Was, yeah. <laughs> and and we and we come to find out that you are in fact a contract killer. Do not hold that against us. We it's a total guess. Yeah. Yeah. Please do not come kill Greg. Like yeah, you know, one time so and so got their penis stuck in a fence. Uh and then you're like, Oh, someone saw that? No. It's we just <laughs> we just guessed it, and you're the idiot that got your penis stuck in a fence. You outed yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash give me five podcast. I fucking got it right for the first time ever. So it's time yeah. to move on to our topics before I screw something else up. Rob, you just watched Stowaway. I know nothing about it. So tell me, what is I Stowaway? Did. I did just watch Stowaway. It's uh, a movie that is currently available on Netflix. Oh, you said you did the thing, but you didn't have a release date for it. Anyway, oh. it's directed by Joe Pena. Joe Pena. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but Pena it is. That's my Pena, not Joe Pena. Anyway, it's directed by Jesus. It's directed by Joe Pena. Stars Daniel Day Kim, Tony Collette, Shamir Anderson, and Anna Kendrick. And yes, those are the only four people that are in the movie. The synopsis is a stowaway on a mission to Mars sets off a series of unintended consequences. Now, this. This movie, like I said, it only has the four people in it, and it's one of those space travel movies where everything is like very precarious. And there's this, there's this really um, April twenty second, April twenty second of twenty twenty one. So it literally came out today. Well, was it? Well, wow! Shit. And I rushed and watched wow. it. Holy shit! So. There's this really precarious balance between, you know, life and death because every little thing has huge consequences. Now, they 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 launch on this mission and as they're as they're blasting off into space, they realize that something is wrong. Their fuel isn't isn't as efficient, I guess, is what they're looking at. Their their fuel isn't giving them the thrust that they had anticipated. And they come to find out that the reason that's what she said. Exactly. The reason it's not getting the thrust as anticipated. Nobody. All right. (laughs) Is because they have an extra body on board. They have quote unquote, a stowaway. Now that also has all kinds of implications later on as far as oxygen. I mean, because they've only planned for so much resources for this two year trip to Mars. Now, there were a couple of things I didn't understand. They get 12 hours into this trip before they find the stowaway. They are 12 hours into a two-year trip to Mars. Well, And they're talking about, well, we don't have enough fuel to turn around. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have enough friggin' fuel to turn well, around? Well, okay. So it's, I don't know, I've, I haven't seen it. But usually what happens is, there's a burn of fuel mm-hmm. and the physics of outer space being what it is, 
you only have to burn your fuel for a whatever short amount of time. And then Newton's laws just carry you the rest of the way. Now, I don't know if that's explained in the movie or not, but maybe they really don't. Because a lot of the, what you can do to, to come back to Earth is use the gravity of the whatever body of like celestial body, whether it's a planet or a, or a moon. You use the gravity to turn around. So they might not have the fuel to actually turn around in the middle of space. Does that make sense? Okay. No? Maybe? Well, yeah. Okay. I haven't seen the movie. But, I mean, but you, you've still got to have enough fuel to get into Yeah, orbit. you're not that far. I, I don't disagree with you. It's been 12 hours. And, and yeah, you've got to have enough fuel to get into the orbit of Mars to get yourself out of the orbit of Mars. Right? right? I mean, and then to be able to manipulate the vehicle once you get back. That's true. You're not wrong. Yeah. Right? I'm like, it It seemed hokey that they didn't have enough fuel. It's not believable. Gotcha. Well, well also, they run into a problem where the, the guy, for some reason, the stowaway, was unconscious in the in the life, uh, the life support system panel. Like he was working on some shit or whatever. And when they found him, he, he fell out and ripped a hose out and damaged the life support system. So they have no more CO2 scrubber. So now the whole thing is them trying to figure out how to get more oxygen because otherwise they're all going to die on this two year trip. Right. Okay. The premise is amazing. Talk about and and I will say, I will say <laughs> that it was super intense at times. Like th- there were times I realized I was like gripping my chair. I'm like, oh my god, what, what, what what's gonna happen? What? Oh, oh, look out! You know that kind of shit. And I'm like, man, I'm really invested in this. And then I find out that this thing is a total shit sandwich. It is a complete bummer. I'm like, oh. Oh God, this this is this isn't happy. This isn't feel good. What the fuck? So I mean, as far as as far as movies go, it really drew you in and it really like had me sit it like legitimately had me sitting on the edge of my seat. I was very invested in the movie, and then the end was such a depressing letdown. I'm like, oh really? So who who is stuck in the who is the stowaway? Which uh, actor? Shamir Anderson. Gotcha. Anna Kendrick plays the doctor. Daniel Day Kim plays the the botanist slash research uh, scientist or whatever, and Tony Collette is the mission commander. See, I was hoping that the stowaway would be Anna Kendrick because she's little. And like they no. you know, found her next to the astronaut ice cream or something. No. And Anna Kendrick is the hero of the movie. She's freaking adorable. Yeah. See, my thought, like... Do you want a spoiler? Uh-oh. Uh, no, let's not spoil it for anyone. Are you Are you going to watch it? I might watch it later. You should watch it and tell me what a depressing bummer sandwich it is. Okay, I will. Because you know me, I do like a good bummer sandwich. Mm-hmm. You should watch it right before bed so you can go to bed all depressed and shit. I have no feelings. 
<laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, like it's funny because you said Stowaway and you said Anna Kendrick, and I actually was going to be under the impression that it was one of those like space comedy kind of movies. You know, like, it it like, definitely was not a space comedy. So it's more along the lines of Gravity than yeah, uh, Galact- Galaxy Quest or something, <laughs> or or The Martian. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, I uh, I also watched something. Did you now? I did, and I am very surprised. I don't think you've watched this, and I'm I know Omar hasn't because we were talking beforehand. Uh, Mythic Quest, which I talked about at the end of last year, and it was a, it's a TV show on Apple, uh, the Apple streaming service, and. Last year, I watched it probably in December, you know, like very late. And I was like, it was one of those, you watch the first episode and you're like, yep, not going anywhere until I'm done with this whole series. Mm -hmm. And it ended up in my top five shows of the year and so on and so forth. Now, I was very surprised that Omar hadn't heard about this because Mm. it is done by the team that also does Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Rob McElhenney is from that show. And uh, Charlie Day, I believe, is one of the co-creators of the show. He's not in it, but he's co-creator. Mm-hmm. And so what they did is last year they had their full season. Their full season ended right before the, the pandemic. Then they shot an entire episode using iPhones, which was one of the few shows that did that last year that was great. It was like perfect and wonderful. And mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of times almost every show tried to do a zoom episode or a iPhone episode or a pandemic episode. Most of the time it was like, okay, I'm over this. This one was really sweet and very well done. And they put it out and they put it out for charity. So it was, everyone can watch it. And I I think it got half a million dollars for charity to help, uh, to help people and that were getting laid off or whatever. Um, so the new season starts, I think in a week starts early May. So what they did is they released a, a special episode to kind of remind you of what was going on. Because it's, you know, when a show goes away for a year, you kind of forget where you're at. Mm-hmm. So, and I had just watched it, and I watched it so fast. There was, I, I forgot about certain characters and whatever. Um, so the whole series, Mystic, it's called Mystic Quest, Raven's Banquet is the real name of the series. And this is the special episode, Everlight. And it's kind of like a season 1.2 kind of thing. Right. And... Uh, came out, I don't know if I said this, April 16th, and it's starring Jesse Ennis, Rob McElhenney, Ashley Birch, Amani Hakim, F. Murray Abraham, Danny Pudi, or Putty, Danny Putty, Pudi, from uh, Community. Community. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charlotte Nick Dow, and oddly enough, Anthony Hopkins. What? Hmm. And see, and I don't have any access to this because it's only on Apple. Yeah. Okay. That brings me to a question because I was just thinking this when you said this because one, I'm a huge Rob McElhenney fan, okay, because I love Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's one of my top – it's the 10 shows that are in my top three. You know what I mean? You know, (laughs) because that's how I do things. I'm sorry. I love Always Sunny. Yes. In general, is Apple TV worth it? Should I jump that shark, so to speak? It's cheap. It's like $4.99 a month. I actually – I get it for free two different ways. Okay, talk to me. I get it for, I have a iPhone and when I got my iPhone, I got a free Apple 
thing. But also I have, I have their iCloud Apple music and uh, Apple TV package, which is like 20 bucks for all three of those things, which I was, wait, are you serious? Two of which, how much is it? Like 20 bucks for for, iCloud uh, music and Apple TV. Holy, that's like Christmas every day. Are you kidding? Yeah. So it's like 20 bucks a month and it's for the whole family. Um, there's different packages, so I just. Oh my god, that's totally worth it. He's just he's gonna log off. Yeah, and just get it. I'll see you later, guys. I'm out. So the show Mythic Quest that was, you guys don't really know much about it because you don't have Apple TV. So just to tell you what it is, uh, it is a show that reminds me a lot of Silicon Valley, which is actually why I got into it late because I was big into Silicon Valley. I, was, I love. Like, Silicon do I want to watch another one? It's love very it. similar to that, but this is at a uh, a video game company. And they do one of the the long form uh, Rob the uh, Warcraft. What is that like an MMORPG? Yep, yeah, that thing. Uh, QVC. Wait, what does that mean? Massively multi. Uh, Massive online multiplayer role playing game. game. Yeah, ah, that's it. That. Okay. So they are the it's the biggest one in the world it's a big deal and raven's banquet is the um the next big release it's one of those that's like they're still pretty popular but they're right at the peak of like if they don't come up with something great people are going to move on to something else so that's kind of the background of the first series so this episode is just a special episode and they're inviting all of the coworkers back to the office for the first time since the pandemic. Now they don't really talk about that that much because people are kind of tired of that, but you can tell that everyone's just kind of getting back in. Uh, and what they're doing is every year they have this big party where they live action role play. Cause it's a, the game that they make is a, a, a medieval mythology kind of game. So they do a live action role playing thing where they battle and determine who's going to be the grand champion. So they're fighting with Nerf swords and stuff like that. And they, it's just a great way to introduce the characters, like to reintroduce them. It was, I, I, this sounds cliche, but you know, I laughed, I cried, I felt warm. You know, it's, it's one of those that you get a good warm feeling and you want to, you want to hang out with all the people there. Um, there's a, my my favorite is one. There's a bunch of favorite characters, but there's a character uh, who's the assistant to like one of the financial guys. But he, but she really wants to be the assistant to like the main game designer because he has all the power. So mm-hmm. she's like super power hungry, and she's freaking hilarious. Cor- climbing the corporate ladder. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She like wants she wants power, and she like lets it. And he, the main guy, of course, is Rob McElhenney. Uh, Danny. Pudi from from uh, community. Uh, community. He's he plays the uh, person that's actually Rob will love this person, and I'm being sarcastic. He's the he's the person that is in charge of trying to find new ways to make money. So uh, way you know, mm-hmm. yes, we want everyone to use this sword. It'll be the only way to beat the game. And he's like, we should charge for it. You know that kind of. He's like, so he's the enemy of the 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 nickel and dime or the microtransaction guy. Yeah, he's the <laughs> but he's the villain of the show. Fuck you, CG. Danny Pudi, really? Because <laughs> he's such yeah. and, and so funny. He's, he's kind like of the Pudi, villain. He's such a different character. Yeah. Oh, he's great wow. in this. Wow. Okay. Uh, screw you, EA. Yeah, F. Murray <laughs> Abraham is in it. <laughs> I'm gonna get sued. Uh, F. Murray <laughs> Abraham is in it. He plays a. Uh, speaking of Dune, 
which we were talking about off the air. Uh, he plays a vintage 70s science fiction writer that is in charge of the storylines of the nice. of the game. But nice. and what's interesting is you know he is an older person in real life, so he couldn't be part of the filming. So they actually had him as like the game master for this big uh, LARPing situation that they were doing on a computer screen. So it's really great. It's, it was, I mean, oh, when so I saw there's going to be a new episode, they couldn't, they couldn't have him on set filming yeah. because of COVID and restrictions and whatnot. Well, there was a COVID outbreak while they were filming and they had to stop for a little while, hmm. which is why this special episode is coming out like two weeks before the, the next season. Interesting. Now, we were talking. We were talking behind the scenes. Which one was it? You said reminded you of that girl from the gym. Oh, okay. So that was the <laughs> the assistant. So if anyone out there has seen that family, there's this family that does a Christmas card every year, and they they do it with they like they have an insane daughter. They don't, but you know, and where. The she looks gets, totally insane in that trip, by the way. <laughs> they'll do a bunch of fun stuff, and then the little girl takes it too far and like smashes all the Christmas ornaments or does whatever. And it's it's hilarious. There's there's actually you have you saw it as a gif, but it's there's a video of it. You can see her brother reacting in the background, like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and so this this assistant reminds me of her. Like, I was gonna say this before. I didn't know if it even got the reference, but what's funny is Without me ever prompting it, Rob's like, "Oh, this this gif has been making me laugh." Gif, 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 whatever. Uh, it <laughs> it's been making me laugh, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" I was about to talk about her, and yeah, like when they first start this whole thing, they're like, you know, when they they say the rules of this big larping thing, and like, let's go, and she she swings her battle axe backwards, or no, she she has a mace. She swings her mace backwards and hits her partner right in the face. With it, <laughs> and like, and every time it's their time to go, the, the her partner gets like more mangled by her, by her craziness, and oh, it's nice. just so funny. And I don't, there's other jokes in there where she goes too far that I'm just gonna leave up to you guys. So I highly suggest, even if you have to get like a one week uh, Apple, you know, TV thing, uh, it's worth it. So we'll do that. Uh. And I think that's it. Now, this has been, uh, for you guys out there that don't know, we've had some internet troubles. So this episode might be weirder than usual. Uh, and we, I'm going to try my best to edit it into something that's feasible. But at the beginning, things were getting delayed. And then for a little while, uh, Rob lost internet. And we've had some, some situations. So hopefully you guys don't realize that until I say it. And... Uh, are not annoyed to the point of where you don't want to check out our side B episode. Because uh, we do want to put out quality programming for you. Yeah. But also and... I'm on the show, so it's difficult. <laughs> but side B I was though. Hoping you were going to say it's hard. Oh. <laughs> it's always hard. It is hard. Side B. Very hard. Is amazing. Why? Because we're talking about what? Scanners. Scanners. It's going to make your guys' heads explode. Oh. Boom. See what I did there? There he goes. Yeah. And we're also going to talk about our uh, Give Me Five question of the week, which is the best head explosions in film and on TV. Spoiler. None of mine are from scanners. Whoa. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're welcome. That's a damn shame because uh-huh. scanners has some good ones. They do yeah. have some good ones, but I deliberately didn't want to go with scanners because that's, you know, not cool. Uh, he's one of those people. It's like, <laughs> I like I, I like explosions the before they were cool. To the Def Leppard concert. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to wear the Metallica shirt to the Def Leppard concert. You know what I'm saying? So, guys, if you would like to reach out to us and tell us which are your top five favorite head explosions, you can email us directly at giveme5podcast at gmail.com. You can go directly to our website, giveme5podcast.com, where you will get access to not only our email, but also our sweet store where you can get all your cool Give Me 5 Podcast swag. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me 5 Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at give me five pod and please guys leave us a review or whatever with whatever podcast app you're using it helps us stand out it helps us move up the charts helps other people find us and thank you for listening have a good night